morning and welcome to the Redeemer's Refuge radio broadcast brought to you by Redeemer Lutheran Church, One Deer Walk Lane in Charleston, a member congregation of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Redeemer Lutheran Church, help, hope, and home in the body of Christ. The psalmist writes, God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. Psalm 46.1, this speaks to the hope God gives us amid the struggles of life. When life storms blow around us, our Redeemer, Jesus, gives refuge in the mighty fortress of our God. We pray this broadcast will remind you of that beautiful truth today. Grace, mercy, and peace be unto each of you from God our Father and the Lord, Jesus the Christ. Amen. Let us pray. Almighty God, who alone can bring order to the unruly wills and passions of sinful humanity, give your people grace, so to love what you command and to desire what you promise, that among the many changes of this world, our hearts may surely there be fixed where true joys are to be found. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. Amen. Our reading for the fifth Sunday in Epiphany is from Matthew chapter 5, verses 13 through 16. You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket, but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. You are the light of the world. Let your light shine, so to give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Now, what color of light do you like? And if it were Christmas, we might say green or red or maybe white or blue. But what color of the white light do you like best? Do you like daylight, soft white, or bright white? Do you like fluorescent or incandescent? Not all lights look the same. Fluorescent bulbs tend to be harsher. LEDs cast a different hue. A good example is right out in our narthex, just before you enter the sanctuary. Ted, our head trustee, worked the week before our summit meeting and changed the bulbs to LEDs. Now, if you look carefully while standing under them, the lights in the cafe area seem to cast more yellow. If you stand in the cafe area and look into the entrance of the sanctuary, it is decidedly whiter. Did you know that some light bulbs can no longer be made legally because the government says they're not efficient enough? Whew, I hope God does not run an efficiency test on us. You know, that thought occurred to me in hearing again the words of Jesus to his disciples. You are the light of the world. How much light have we shined lately compared to the energy God invests in us? While that question may and should make us squirm a little, God's word today is really good news. It doesn't say we should be light or we must shine brighter or God will replace us. Instead, it helps us to see that we who follow Jesus also brighten up the world. 
Jesus had just described how blessed are those who have faith in him. Now, he talks about how bright we are. And when God created the world, the first command was, let there be light. Three days later, he created the sun and moon and stars to provide light by day and by night. Well, God is turning the lights on anew in Jesus. The sun and the moon are still doing their jobs, of course, but there's a job they can't do. When a person is going the wrong way, we say, we hope he will see the light. They might be in darkness in the middle of the day. And if a room is dark, there are several ways that we can bring light to it. We can open the shades or curtains if it's daylight. We can flip a switch and let electricity light the room. We can light a candle. Letting a match do the job. We can carry a flashlight or a lantern. There's only one way to pierce the darkness of sin and unbelief. God turns the lights on by bringing us to trust in Jesus. Jesus is the light of the world, and this light scatters that darkness. When Jesus said to the disciples, follow me, his word turned the lights on for them. They were changed. And beloved, Jesus changes us. In baptism, we are taken out of the kingdom of darkness. We are made followers of Jesus, who is the light of the world. St. Paul reminds us in his letter to the Ephesians, For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. You know, light can be painful. Maybe you've been awakened from dead sleep by a bright light. Oh, it hurts. Turn it off, we might say. That's how many reacted to Jesus when they heard him speak. You see, sin loves darkness. No wonder many crimes don't happen in broad daylight, but at night or in the shadows. Cities across the nation have sought to install more streetlights to hopefully push crime out. Jesus has a different plan to drive out darkness. Remarkably, to turn on the lights for us meant that Jesus, the light of the world, would be snuffed out like a candle. As St. John reported, he came to his own and his own people did not receive him. The powers of darkness of the world sought to snuff out Jesus. On Good Friday, it looked as though they had succeeded. His lifeless body was laid in a cold, dark tomb. There were no windows in that tomb for the eyes of the dead cannot see light. But in the bright light of Easter, Jesus threw open the door of the grave and death. He's opened wide the doors and window to our graves too, promising that we will live even though we die. We will dwell with him in eternal light forever. But forever, maybe a long time from now, and forever, was not the focus for Jesus on this particular day. Light living means living now in the light of Jesus. Light living means living out what we really are, forgiven children of God. Our lives are designed to impact the world in which we live. Eric Metaxas, author, speaker, radio host, has a set of books out called Seven Men. The Secret of Their Greatness, and Seven Women and the Secret of Their Greatness. He identifies people 
who have had a remarkable impact on the world, like George Washington and Rosa Parks. The common inspiration for all of them is not often told. They did what they did because they're of their faith in Jesus. Faith changed their lives and changed their world. Followers of Jesus do not merely believe differently than others, but the real difference in belief means we live differently. Truth is, if we can't be easily distinguished from unbelievers, it's either because they're becoming like us or we're behaving like them. In the latter, there's as much wrong with us as with them. Jesus said, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works. Following Jesus is more than personal enlightenment. Shades in the windows are good for privacy. But don't draw down the shades of your faith as you live through the week. A covered lamp is a waste of light, and so is concealed faith. After all, you are the light of the world. That is blessing and responsibility. Following Jesus is not just for our personal benefit. It calls us to be the hope of the world. You know, it's easy for us to complain that things are going from bad to worse and that evil seems to be spreading everywhere. No doubt Jesus could see that also in his time. But instead of hand-wringing and complaining, Jesus, one by one, brought people out of darkness into the light. Then the ones he brought to the light of faith, he sent to make holes in the darkness wherever they went. God's people are God's force in the world, a force to be reckoned with. You know, today, we have all kinds of light foods and drinks with less calories. But light living, as Jesus described, is not about less, but more. For those who are in Christ, there is more joy, more power, more hope, and more purpose for living. The word that brought the light of faith to us is also the word that enables us to bring that light to the world. The electricity that causes lights to shine is invisible until it stirs up and excites electrons and particles that are otherwise invisible. Faith is invisible to people until it brings light by stirring up Christians to love God and our neighbor. Faith that saves also energizes. And how does our light shine? Not through heroic acts or feats of human or superhuman strength, not through brilliant insights or miraculous powers, but by following Jesus, living like he did. Jesus came to fulfill God's law, which shows concrete love for other people. And though we do it imperfectly, loving our God and our neighbor makes faith visible. Now, most would consider a mission trip to Haiti to build a school a good work. So is clearing your neighbor's walk or taking your children or grandchildren to church or having devotions with them or holding your temper or not lying or forgiving or confessing your sins and asking for forgiveness instead of blaming and excusing. This shares the light given to you. The light of Christ shines in the ordinary life of a Christian. 
but we are not called to live an ordinary way because the Spirit of God is moving us and Christ is dwelling in us, Christians can be extraordinary husbands and wives, parents, grandparents, remarkable neighbors and employees, powerful citizens and friends. More. The disciples were often dim in reflecting the love of Jesus, and so are we. <laughs> Thank God he is patient and does not quickly discard us when we fail. He leads us to repent, to renounce the ways of sin and darkness, to be forgiven for the sake of Jesus' cross, and to strive anew to follow him. When we love as God loves, people will take notice. That may well lead others to see a light of hope at the end of the tunnel of darkness. That light is Jesus, and we should be happy to give him all the credit. We can do no good thing apart from him. Light bulbs come in all different kinds, and Christians do too. But whatever your shape or color, because of Jesus, you are the light of the world and will dwell in eternal light. May someone this week or this day see the light of Jesus in your light living and give thanks to God. Amen. Now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, may we rejoice in hope, be patient in tribulation, and be constant in prayer. Amen. Let us pray. Lord of the hosts of heaven, our salvation and our strength, without you we are lost. Guard us from all that harms or hurts and raise us when we fall. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you for giving us a brief moment of your day. Our prayer and hope is that the message of the good news of Jesus Christ will have a positive impact for you as we at Redeemer Lutheran Church endeavor to be help, hope, and home in the body of Christ for all whom we meet. We invite you to come and receive the Lord's blessing through word and sacrament as we gather on Sunday mornings at 1045 for our worship service. We're located at 1 Deerwalk Lane, just off the Paula Road exit on Corridor G. You can find us on the web at RedeemerWV.org and on Facebook at Redeemer Lutheran Church WV. Thank you, and may God bless your day.